0: Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare.
1: This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre.
4: What is up, everybody? It's Tuesday, October 20th on Straight Fire. How about that Monday night of football? That was something, and uh, you know, you had Josh Allen totally soiling himself in the opener. I mean, goodness gracious, he was horrendous again. I can't believe I called this clown an MVP candidate two weeks ago. But we're going to get to Josh Allen shortly, because straight fire today, Listen, there's no best bet, because there's no football tonight. And we're going to sink our teeth into... Something, iHeartRadio, basically, when they signed me on for this podcast, they were like, hey, you know, 30 to 40 minutes is pretty much a sweet spot. And I thought we might do an hour on Dak Prescott and Jerry Jones and Andy Dalton and the dumpster fire that is the Dallas Cowboys. Folks, listen, I know Arizona only won 38 to 10. And you might think, oh, there's a blowout. This could have been a literal Monday night massacre. I mean, Kyler Murray did not even play particularly well. He completed nine passes. That's it. I don't even know if he was throwing in the fourth quarter. And he completed nine passes. He missed several open receivers in the first half when they could have blown it open. But I'm not starting with Kyler Murray. And um, I'm not going to start with Arizona, who I think looked very good. I'm not going to start with Buddha Baker. Oh my gosh, highest paid safety in the league, and he was on fire. He had a sack, a forced fumble, and an interception. I mean, he was everywhere. I think he wears 32. I'm pretty sure that's what the Honey Badger wore in Arizona. And he looked like the Honey Badger all over the field. But I'm going to start with somebody who didn't even play in Monday Night Football, and that's Dak Prescott. He is the biggest winner by far in this game that Dallas got trucked in, okay? It's not even close. Jerry Jones got a glimpse of what the Cowboys look like without Dak Prescott, and it ain't pretty. If you've listened to this podcast for the last, you know, two months, you know I've been reluctant to pay Dak Prescott the $40 million or close to it for a variety of reasons. But at least when Dak was out there, he delivered behind the garbage that is currently the Cowboys' offensive line. I know they're down their left tackle and their right tackle and the center retired. And I think Zach Martin went in concussion protocol last night. But Dak wasn't playing last night. They could have used him. But at least when Dak was running for his life earlier this season, he was making things happen. Even if they had to rally because they were down 20 nothing to the Falcons. And listen, Dak is part of the reason they were off to those slow starts. But this showing from Andy Dalton proves Jerry Jones you've got to you have to pay Dak Prescott now I don't know if you got to pay him 40 but you've got to back up the brinks for Dak Prescott because I'm telling you Andy Dalton a guy who took the Bengals to the playoffs four times I was told there's not a huge drop-off from Dak to Andy Dalton I I was I even thought you know what Andy Dalton's been to the playoffs he's a veteran it's not that big of a fall folks I mean, Andy Dalton could not diagnose an ounce of defense last night. I I was worried for him. I mean, from the jump, this is a guy, I believe it was his first, maybe his second pass. He was like, in between, should I throw it away? Am I going to get hit? And it should have been picked off by the linebacker, Jordan Hicks. It would have set Arizona up inside like the 10-yard line, first and goal. Listen, Dalton's lucky that wasn't picked. Of course, that led to Zeke Elliott fumbles. But, it, it, you know people are going to want to blame Zeke and they're going to want to blame Andy Dalton. At least, listen, Zeke wasn't very good. Uh, And they're going to say, listen, the offensive line isn't there. Um, And technically, the Cowboys are still on top of the division at two and four, the NFC least, where the division winner is going to have like six or seven wins and be in the playoffs. Um, But the real issue, folks, is that Jerry Jones has a terribly flawed roster. And it makes you wonder, Watching that defeat where the Cowboys' defense basically just opened up like the Red Sea to let Kenyon Drake go 60 yards to the house. I had him on my fantasy team. It helped. They couldn't catch Kyler Murray. They didn't know what Kyler Murray was doing. They actually shut down DeAndre Hopkins. But guess what? They didn't even need DeAndre Hopkins. The defense of Dallas was clueless. Folks, they have given up through the first six games. The fourth most points in NFL history at 218. That's 36 points a game. So let me just tell you, Jerry Jones' flawed roster. He's got the second highest paid running back in Ezekiel Elliott. He's got the third highest paid receiver in Amari Cooper. And he has nobody on defense. His offensive line is in shambles. And he's got to pay his quarterback. Jerry Jones has put the Cowboys in... I, salary cap hell. I tried to look at this and maybe Rob G we need to get like a NFL salary capologist on the show at some point. It looks to me like they cannot get out of Zeke's contract until 2023. And as we've seen with, Oh, I don't know every running back in the league. The last three years, you have to just end up cutting these running backs. Devante Freeman in Atlanta, Todd Gurley with the Rams. You've just got to move on. After you give them this terrible contract, you got to cut bait. And I, you'll wonder, the two-fumble performance from Zeke Elliott, uh, is he still one of the best backs in the league? I mean, behind that offensive line, I don't know. Is it—listen, <laughs> this is—I'm <laughs> not trying to sound mean here. Is there that much of a drop-off right now from Zeke Elliott to Tony Pollard when you factor in that offensive line? And Zeke's Salary. Like, I, it, you can't construct a roster like this. And, I, and I, was, I was kind of breaking it down in my head. I'm like, okay, they can't get out of Zeke's deal until 2023. They can't get out of Amari Cooper's until 2022. And really, with Gallup, I know he dropped a touchdown pass. With um, C.D. Lamb, with the kid Cedric Wilson. I, do you really need Amari Cooper? I know he's really good. But how, I mean, what did the Lions win with Megatron? We're seeing... Uh, The Pittsburgh Steelers, they draft this kid, Chase Claypool. And he's already, his nickname is Mapletron, which I think is one of the best nicknames in the NFL. And it's like, Juju Smith-Schuster two years ago was the bomb, and everybody loved Juju. It's like, all right, (laughs) Juju ain't getting paid. We got Claypool. You know, like, these wide receivers are so interchangeable, and it's starting to look like uh, running backs are the same deal. So there is a quick fix, I think, if you're Jerry Jones. Okay, next year... The left tackle, Tyron Smith, comes back. The right tackle, Collins, comes back. If you can somehow flip Cooper and Zeke and try to bring in three free agents at every level, defensive line. I mean, they need it everywhere. Defensive line because they can't stop the run. They can't get to the passer. Alden Smith was pretty quiet last night. Um, you bring in a linebacker. Uh, you know, I know Van Der Esch came back. Eh. Jalen Smith. Eh. And you bring back, maybe you get two guys in the secondary. I mean, the Cowboys are just built completely wrong. It feels like Jerry Jones is captaining the Titanic and you can see the six or seven win iceberg straight in front of you. And you're headed for it. You can't do a damn thing and you're just going to hit it. And they're going to be stuck in this purgatory where you pay Dak 35, 40 mil and you got no defense and you got no line and you got an overpaid running back and an overpaid wide receiver. Uh, You know, I I looked at this closely, guys. If you look at how the Ravens were built when they figured out, oh, uh, uh, Lamar Jackson, this guy's pretty damn good. Okay, okay. Let's um, make sure we've got the offensive line in check. Got it. Let's go get a bargain basement running back, Mark Ingram. They didn't overpay for him. Good running back. Let's go spend in free agency. Let's uh, Let's trade for Marcus Peters. He's expensive, but let's bring him in. He's a lockdown corner. Let's go get Earl Thomas in the secondary. That was pre-orgy, of course. Uh, You know, legendary defensive player. Let's go on the defensive line. Calais Campbell. Yeah, let's load up on the line and the secondary. I believe the Ravens have the second highest paid defense in the league right now. And look at their skill position players. Cowboys are paying uh, Zeke second highest. Amari Cooper third highest at receiver. Mark Ingram ain't a top five. I don't even think he's top 10 paid running back. And at wide receiver, Ravens have like Marquise Brown, Willie Sneed, this kid Duvernay out of Texas. You can make do at the skill positions if you win in the trenches. Protect your quarterback. Get to the opposing quarterback. You can win that way. I looked at the Chiefs. Pat Mahomes on the rookie deal. Let's go get him Sammy Watkins. They're overpaid for Watkins. He's a good receiver. A high-end receiver. Fast guy. And let's draft wisely. Let's get Tyreek Hill. Uh, let's get Miko Hardman. We got speed. Right? At running back. I mean, do they, do they need to spend tons of money? Oh, let's go get Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Boom. You don't have to, you're not paying him anything. He's a rookie. And then look at the defense. The Chiefs' defense was smart. They added the honey badger in the secondary. They didn't have to overpay. It wasn't top dollar. But he's a playmaker. He's all over the field. And they didn't pay for an edge rusher. They're like, all right, we'll take a chance on Frank Clark. And we'll take a chance on this guy. We'll rotate at their edges. Hopefully somebody will get to the passer. Let's pay for Chris Jones in the middle. Disruptive. He's not Aaron Donald, but he's not far behind Aaron Donald. That's what the smart teams are doing. Chiefs have a monster offensive line. The Cowboys are deeply flawed. And folks, I, I hope you're ready for some Andy Dalton in prime time because two weeks from now, Sunday Night Football, the Beige Water Pistol, shout out to Colin Cowherd, Andy Dalton against the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, that's that's going to be hype because it's going to be for first place in the NFC at least. But um, I don't know. I got to say, I thought the Cowboys were pretty unwatchable last night. I, I mean, he, he, Dalton did not look like the guy who got to the playoffs with the Bengals four times. They spent lavishly on what I thought was the top three backup quarterback in the league. And in his first performance against a Cardinals defense that really got taken to the woodshed by Teddy Bridgewater, and uh, Matt Stafford put it on him. And I know Buda Baker was hurt and missed some time. That's not a great front seven for Arizona. And Andy Dalton looked utterly clueless. Now, I do want to quickly say the Cowboys have given up 137 points in the first half, most in the league. You need a defense, Jerry. They have six Turnovers inside their own 35 this season that have resulted in opponents' touchdowns. They're just handing away free points. Listen, this is a a Cowboys team that a lot of people thought would be destined for the playoffs. Maybe they were a Super Bowl team with all those weapons. I don't know. Um, Rob G., this is a Cowboys team that I don't think has any business going to the playoffs. And, you know, Mike McCarthy, I don't want to say he got handed a shit sandwich because, again, in the offseason... This team was projected for real big things. And I know they lost Dak. But when you got Andy Dalton as a backup, I mean, Rob G, this is one of the bigger letdowns of the season.
3: Oh, no doubt. You know what? I must say before I really get too deep in it, I think that you're uh, being a little harsh on my guy, Andy Dalton. Because I would make the case that he played just as well as Kyler Murray did last night. Uh, no. Yes. Kyler Murray was terrible. Just like you said, that should have been a 70-point game. What was right. it, like 9 of 24 passing?
4: Right, but Kyler Murray, zero turnovers, okay? And he rushed for 74 yards. Andy Dalton, two sacks. Uh, sorry, sacked three times, two interceptions. and you Well, know, one, we of one, of one, one of them wasn't
3: his fault. One of them wasn't
4: his fault. One was awful. And the other, he should have been picked off in the first quarter. Like, I, I thought Dalton looked clueless.
3: He also I had Michael Gallup drop a touchdown pass.
4: Michael Gallup did drop a TD pass. Um... So you're, you're not in on Kyler Murray,
3: huh? No, I mean, he's he's fine. It's just that last night, what bugged me so much about watching that game, and I understand that when it's a game like that, you've got to have something to kind of talk about. And they, you know, I mean, it shows how bad it was. They were talking about Dak's contract in the middle of the third quarter. That's no. how bad. <laughs> not have bad the audio on. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, but, gosh. Uh, you know, those guys are all nice guys. Like, I know Lewis Riddick a little bit. He's a really cool guy. But they were talking about Kyler Murray. Like, he was just, you know— Lamar Jackson light like you know he was he was you know oh, look at the way he runs around look at the way they're pounding the rock and it's like are we watching the same game because I feel like they should be up by like six touchdowns right now and it's 28 to 3 so then that was just my only issue with that I thought Andy Dalton uh, you know he's a backup for a reason and, and Zeke didn't do him any favors but one stat that I think tells a big story about what the Dallas Cowboys have become this season Last night, they allowed 24 points off of turnovers like we talked about. It, was, it was rough. They've already allowed a league-high 84 points off of turnovers. Oh my Next, God. second highest in the league is 52. So they're 32 points more than any other team wow. in the NFL. And to me, I understand Dak's hurt, you know, and, and Dak, I, I think, is a, a upper half of the NFL quarterback. But Mike McCarthy has just been a complete and utter dumpster fire. You brought up the fact that they are uh, last in the league right in the uh, first half. Was that that, that's, that you had the first yes. half there being outscored? Yeah. Does that not tell you that they are not preparing at all for any of these games? They are not ready to start off a game by any stretch of the imagination. Interesting. And it's the flip side of Anthony Lynn, who we talked about uh, about a week and a half ago. Justin Herbert lights teams up in the first half because they're well-prepared, their script is good, they have a game plan going in where they want to attack. Their issue is they can't adjust to anybody. Mike McCarthy, yeah. and this is something that Aaron Rodgers pointed out when he was back in Green Bay, he, he's he's a fossil at this point. He, he He doesn't have any movement on his offense. There's no motion. They don't do anything creative. It's just, hey, let's hope my guys beat your guys and let's see what happens on offense. Interesting. And then on defense, just like you said, they invested all of their money in positions that don't matter. Like, their big money guys on defense are two linebackers. And Demarcus Lawrence, who as soon as he got paid, it's like, I ain't oh, showing up Oh, gosh, anymore. yeah. He has, he's a he, ghost. Good. And, and, and it's just disappointing. And going back to Mike McCarthy, and I'm kind of going all over the place. You know what he said after the game to the local Dallas media on the Zoom when they asked him oh, what yeah. he thought about the, the game and, and what was – He said – coming into this game I felt like it was the most prepared we had been all season
4: and they well I mean listen again maybe he's right but what can you do about the two Zeke fumbles like I mean again they didn't look tremendous but Zeke coughs it up twice and you put yourself in the behind the eight ball like that like I get what you're saying about McCarthy and I remember before he got the job, it didn't. He isn't he the guy who put together some incredible binder where he did, like, an entire tour of the NFL? And he was like, look at how much I've been studying the smart right. teams. And I, I'm pretty sure he put together this real big dossier on how he was going to change. And Jerry Jones was, like, blown away. And I don't know that the, fi- the hire has, like, blown up in his face, but... Um, you're right, McCarthy, these slow starts are, are really killing. It, it yep. looks like a team that's kind of ill prepared.
3: Would you have ever th- expected to say, you know what, they would have been better off with Jason Garrett. <laughs> exactly. But I no, promise you, you I think that they that. they were a better team with Jason Garrett. For for all the, the, the shit that he takes, and rightfully so, because I don't think he's a good coach either, they They weren't that good, but they weren't this bad either. Yeah. They were a consistently mediocre team.
4: I wonder if McCarthy can go to Jerry and say, you know what? You know, we started the season with five offensive linemen. The center retired. I lose both my tackles before week six. I mean, what do you expect me to do? Who could win with that? Then I, my quarterback goes down. Like, it's a tall order for anybody. I don't think McCarthy's in line to get fired or anything like that. Although, uh, the kid, Mike Nolan, the defensive coordinator, he might get got. Sooner than later. I mean, you know Jerry Jones wants scalps. Um, but, yeah, Dallas is a disaster. You, oh, know uh, you, know. you know
3: what Jerry Jones would say if, if uh, Mike McCarthy comes to him like that? Say, oh, yeah, did you see what happened to the Eagles? And look how they're doing. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, Carson Wentz has him and his starting center, and that's it.
4: Yeah, that, that's uh, – listen, that game Thursday night. Eagles-Giants, by the way. Quick note before we get to Josh Allen.
0: Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere.
1: Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the
2: powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com/slash-with-amex.
0: From BBC Radio Four, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my god, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny, USA.
4: So the big news on Monday was Zach Ertz is now out like three to four weeks. Going to have to drop him from my fantasy team. And Miles Sanders, the running back who has back-to-back weeks with the 70-yard carries, a dynamic explosive player, he's out for two weeks. So it looks like Carson Wentz is going to be going into a must-win game on Thursday Night Football, short week against the Giants, with neither of his two tight ends who started the season, without his number one running back in Miles Sanders, I don't know if that's going to be winnable if Deshaun Jackson and Alshon Jeffrey and all them aren't there. For the gamblers out there, the line was six, six and a half. It dropped to three and a half on these injuries. Eagles are beat up. Uh, uh, we'll get into that game much more tomorrow. Um, but uh, this NFC East is like, can we please stop talking about this division? Maybe, Rob G, maybe we could start to talk about the uh, Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen. Um I'm a little embarrassed, folks. Listen, this isn't as bad as when I said the Chiefs could go undefeated and the Chiefs come out and lose the next week. This isn't that bad. But after Josh Allen carved up Rob G's Raiders, you know, Josh Allen was off to that hot start. I said, dang, this guy's pretty damn good. Josh Allen, holy cow. He's an MVP candidate. And you know, it's early in the season. We're always looking for MVP candidates. And Josh Allen, certainly, I mean, again, there's it's There's... There's no denying it. Josh Allen looked very good in the first four weeks. He was facing the Jets and the uh, Miami Dolphins and the Rams on a back-to-back East Coast um, travel spot and the Raiders, and he looked great. And the last two times out, Josh Allen, I mean, you could plot this on a graph. Every stat measurable, he's gone down. Completion percentage. It's like falling off a cliff. Interceptions. Ticking way up. QBR. Goodbye. Uh, quarterback rating. See ya. I mean, he has looked dreadful. Now, I know the Josh Allen defenders. And by the way, for any Buffalo Bills fans listening, hashtag Bills Mafia. Um, y'all are crazy. Because as soon as you blast, as soon as I blast Josh Allen on social media, it's, Whoa, the Jets Stink. Yeah, no shit, Sherlock, I get it. The Jets stink, I know. What about Josh Allen? And I can't stand when people do that. I have a cousin that I text with a lot um, about politics. And I'm trying to help him see the light on some stuff. And um, he does that all the time. I'll be like, man, did you see this story? He's like, yeah, but what about this? I'm like, what are we going to do? Are we going to talk about one thing or the other? Bill's fans don't want to hear how bad Josh Allen's been the last two weeks. This is a fact. Josh Allen was great the first four weeks. This is also a fact against playoff teams the last two weeks. And and not playoff teams with great defenses either. The Tennessee Titans and the Kansas City Chiefs. And Josh Allen has looked below average. He has looked pedestrian. And he was, you know, in the deep end and he needed, you know, some help. Somebody throw that man a life preserver, get, get a lifeguard in there to save him. I mean, Josh Allen looked totally lost out there. And against the Raiders, I'll never forget saying this on the podcast a couple Mondays ago, Josh Allen doesn't even need to run. He's so winning from the pocket. Josh Allen scrambled eight times for 42 yards. (laughs) Back running again when all else fails. I mean, it looked like, you know, I, I wasn't an advocate of throwing in the rain as much as he did, but, you know, I think he was like incomplete, sailed on him, drop, drop. And at that point, you're like, bro, he's 0 for 5, can we can we can we pound Singletary and Moss here, and Allen just, I mean he looked lost, totally lost. Um, I, I I don't know. I mean I'm not totally selling the Bills, but the defense stinks. They can never get a key stop. And guess what? There's no help on the way. Just because the linebacker Matt Milano missed the game, it doesn't mean that they're going to go to the Super Bowl. I'm sorry, he's not the answer to what ails that defense. If you look closely on Monday, they benched. And deactivated two guys who had started, and they brought up two guys from the practice squad to like send a message. Bro, you're facing Pat Mahomes, and you're bringing up guys off the practice squad. Mahomes—I mean, he might as well have worn a tuxedo in the rain. Uh, they, they couldn't breathe on him. Mahomes was doing whatever he wanted. He's—he's uh, he's the best quarterback in the league. And um, I—I'm I, out. I'm out right now on the Buffalo Bills. i, I just—I don't see it. Um, let me check the Buffalo Bills schedule right here to see if they can bounce back anytime soon. They do have, you know, a couple more game, One more game against the Jets. Oh, it's actually this week. <laughs> oh, they get the Jets this week. Hey, Jets haven't fired Adam Gaze as we record this podcast. So that means Sam Darnold probably not going to start. Um, Bills have the Jets, the Patriots, the Seahawks, the Cardinals. Oof. They could lose three of those four games. I, I don't really know what to make of the Patriots. They may be a topic tomorrow. Um on the pod. I I'm kind of in a weird zone with the Patriots. Rob G, do you have any vibe on them? This is the first time in I think 18 years under Belichick they've been under 500 after 5 weeks.
3: Well, my vibe on the Patriots is that it's clear they need practice. Yeah. I mean, you know, uh, Cam Newton, Cam Newton showed up late, you know, he was a late acquisition. He, he gets COVID. They were looking good, actually, at the start of the season. I thought that they had, you know, redone their entire offense around Cam. was looking great. And then you saw how terrible Brian Hoyer and Jared Stidham were against the Chiefs. But defensively, they were fine. I think even last game against the Broncos, defensively, they were fine. They looked like a guy a team who hadn't had their quarterback in three weeks. Yeah. So, you know, it is what it is. I'm sure, I'm sure, I, I still have them winning that division. So Interesting.
4: Now, um, I, I wonder. Let me. This is a bit of a challenge. So the Bills are 4-2. and two. And they have a negative point differential as the leader. Um, The AFC East stinks. It has the worst team in the league, my Jets. And um, the NFC East is like, oh my gosh. If you look at the point differentials, everybody is 30 or more points negative. Meaning they're getting blown out. Now, I'm just going to, you know, we're going to talk about this game more, uh, that Eagles game. I just want to say, as bad as the Cowboys looked, and you guys still think they're going to win the division, just know the last two weeks, the Eagles have fought tooth and nail with nobody on offense. They nearly covered against the Steelers. I mean, they ended up losing by nine on a late touchdown, but it was close in the fourth quarter. And they fought hard and rallied against the Ravens and lost by two. They couldn't convert a two-point conversion, which never had a chance. It was a terrible job by Carson Wentz the Steelers and the Ravens are a combined 10 and one and the Eagles fought them hard. And I, I if you had to ask me right now, I, I would take the Philadelphia Eagles to win that division. Um, I, the, they have the best quarterback. Um, I, I don't know what that, that's saying in this division. I mean, Kyle Allen is starting for Washington. Andy Dalton is in Dallas and Danny Dimes is somehow clinging to his job with New York. Um, yeah, they have the best quarterback, and they should win that division. Um, I've seen enough of the AFC East. I- I'm sorry. Rob G., we didn't drill down on this Monday, but the Patriots are, like, unwatchable. I know that that game against Seattle was fun because they have no defense, but, like, New England, they were reduced to gimmick plays in the fourth quarter to move the ball against Denver. Miami could be the, the most interesting team there. Buffalo, by the way, we just I just you know took a dump on Josh Allen. Sorry about that. Uh, we know the Jets are unwatchable. Miami could be the most interesting team in that division.
3: Interesting and the best team are two different things. So you know. Yeah, yeah, this is, this is also true. Um, and, and let me just bring you full circle here. I know you just you just took a dump all over Josh Allen. Tell me if Josh Allen in 2020 and the Bills as a whole is not giving you Dallas Cowboys 2019 vibe where they get off hot against a really soft schedule. mm and then as soon as things kind of tighten up, you're like, oh, I, I, they're not as good as I thought they were. Let that marinate on you. We'll let you marinate. Maybe later in the week we'll get into it a little bit again. But I, um, I, this feels like a 2019 Cowboys Oh, I just looked at the
4: schedule for, for Josh Allen later in the season. End of, oh, Let's start in December. At San Fran, which could be healthy by then, versus Pittsburgh, he may get killed. Although he did beat Pittsburgh and their sorry quarterbacks last year in Pittsburgh. cost me money. At Denver, which all of a sudden has, like, an interesting defense. At Bill Belichick. I'm not going to say New England, just Belichick. And then versus Miami. So,
0: yeah, they, you, that, you could be onto something. All right, I want to wrap up the podcast, Rob G, with this. So. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage,
1: Go to tirerack.com slash Colin to see their Pirelli test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's tirerack.com slash Colin. Tirerack.com, the way tire buying should be. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge.
4: I'm such a nerd and, you know, I'm probably a little over uh, extending myself into this gambling stuff. But I I didn't get a chance to watch a lot of Colts-Bengals Sunday. So I was really reading about it and digging in. And then I noticed this. Phillip Rivers threw for 371 yards and three touchdowns against the Bengals. And I know it's the Bengals. But this is a week after everybody and their mom said Phillip Rivers was washed because of a bad pick six, a safety, and an ugly performance on the road in Cleveland. I ask this on social media and people listening who haven't seen it. I don't want heads to explode. I think it's a legit question. Given what we've seen of Drew Brees in the last two years, as the season grows on, he he tends to crater. And the arm gets weaker. And by December, you're like, man, this guy, I don't know. Oof. And then in the playoffs, he's really laid an egg. Who would you rather have Rob G.? The rest of this season, Drew Brees or Phillip Rivers? And let me just quickly make the case for Rivers. He's in a new offense. Uh, He has familiarity with Reich and the quarterback guy, uh, Pep Hamilton. Um, And he's got all these sketchy skill position players. uh, A rookie running back, Trey Burton at tight end. uh, Old T.Y. Hilton, the other two receivers are injured. Rivers or Breeze, who you got?
3: Uh I would go with Drew Breeze because I trust his weapons around him more. I trust Alvin Kamara who is uh-huh. leading my fantasy team. The only reason I lost this week cuz he didn't play. And <laughs> that uh, apparent diva Michael Thomas. I, I think that those a two guys diva. alone. Well, you saw the Memphis Athletic report. It was a Yeah, like, yeah, that was a it, fun
4: episode last week. It was
3: week, a yeah. Mike Thomas hit piece. But um <laughs> no, I think that uh Philip Rivers. I've seen enough of Philip Rivers in the AFC West. He is he has been washed now for like three straight seasons. And I, and I know that the the Colts have a good offensive line, and I think that's where they're going to lean on near towards the end. They're also in, a, a I think, a weaker division. But um, out of those two, I'd rather have Drew Brees.
4: And I think the weaker division is what leads me to say that. I, I just want to say, Drew Brees, uh, you know, they got the first-place schedule because they were so, so strong last year, okay? In the coming weeks, that Chicago defense, that Tampa defense, we'll see what San Francisco has the Denver defense, the Philly front. Um, There are some landmines for Drew Brees up ahead. This could, again, I'm not saying he's going to get benched, but Rob G., you watch that game against the Chargers. They were down, I think, 20-3. to And it was like, all right, uh, Wentz Taysom Hill or Jameis Winston warming up. And I think we're going to see that as this season progresses. I don't think we're going to see that with Rivers. I, I know the media's wondering about Jacoby Brissett, but I think Drew Brees is more likely to get benched than Phillip Rivers.
3: If by bench, do you mean that they'll uh, put in a gadget play for Taysom Hill? That'll go nowhere. then <laughs> yes, he is more likely to get benched.
4: All right. That'll wrap up the podcast for Tuesday, folks. Uh, we will be back tomorrow. We got a really good guest lined up tomorrow and
0: uh, we'll talk to you then. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere. Like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside and without the right home and auto insurance coverage the cost to repair this could eat up your savings so bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this bundled savings variant are not available in every state coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions from BBC Radio 4 Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip I thought in that moment oh my god
2: With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. With every CBD product claiming to do something different, it's nearly impossible to decide what's best for you. Lazarus Naturals pioneered the farm-to-front-door model of transparency where they handle each step of the production process to ensure quality, potency, and consistency. Scannable labels allow you to see the test results of your hemp batch so you can be confident in the safety and quality. Visit LazarusNaturals.com today. Lazarus Naturals, committed to improving your life as well as the world around you. Not available in Idaho, Iowa, or South Dakota.
1: Getting ready to take on
0: spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets.